You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. In the fall of 2013, Gary Temple Bodley began channeling a group of non-physical teachers known as Joshua. Soon thereafter, Joshua asked Gary to start writing. They have since produced four books and answered hundreds of questions in written form. In the spring of 2016, on the Law of Attraction cruise, Gary underwent hypnosis and Joshua spoke through him for the first time. Since that time, Gary has been practicing channeling Joshua verbally in live weekly calls with one-on-one students. These Joshua calls are now available to those of you joining us on the leading edge of thought. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is Joshua Live. We're thrilled you're here. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple-Bodley. Today's episode is all about your emotions. Did you notice that you are a highly sensitive, emotional being? that your emotions feel really strong to you more than other people? Well, if you did, and you probably did because this is why you are listening to this now, it's something that you chose to come in with. Emotional sensitivity is a superpower. And in fact, what we find is the more people who go through the boot camp and the Ascension experience, they become even more emotionally sensitive. You wouldn't have thought that you wanted to become more emotionally sensitive, but you actually do because you know that this would cause you to seek new information. Because you're so rocked by what's happening on the outside, you feel it deeply. When you're in fear, you really feel that. When you're in joy, you really feel that. And most people don't feel it as intensely. And so they tend to live sort of going with, you know, with the flow of what's happening. They're not really that upset about things or that happy about things. They sort of live this sort of limited experience. Well, our experiences are expanding because of our emotional sensitivity. And this really is a sign of you being an older soul and things like that. So in this episode, Joshua explains exactly why emotional sensitivity is such a superpower and how important it is or how valuable it is. Before we get going, I'd like to remind you to leave a review for this podcast and share it with your friends and like and subscribe and all that stuff that really helps us out. And also, if you want to get uh, started on your spiritual journey, a great place to start is the seven-day course that we have. And in that course has meditations and the manifestation event form that's amazingly helpful. It helps you process your limiting beliefs and shifts your awareness into being a creator rather than a victim. So check that out. It's at the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. And we also have a private Facebook group for our friends here. It's called Friends of Joshua. Uh, look for that on Facebook and we'll, we'll, we'll give you access. It's private, so we'll just access, you know, allow you to access that. Uh, if you have any questions for me about anything, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. And without any further ado, let's get going with today's episode. Bye. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. So we'd like to explain a little bit more about this idea of neutrality. In your life, as a human, going about your day, you are bombarded by events and conversations and comments and things happening in your reality that you might perceive has something meaningful in regards to who you think you are. And you might have preferences for things to be different than they are. You might have attachments to outcomes. You might have desires. You might have all these things. And we want to point out to you that the fear that you feel in negative emotion or accompanied by negative emotion, which has been triggered by a limiting belief, is the fear that your outcomes, your desires, your preferences are not being met or may not be met. And so you will slip into the consciousness of fear. 
you'll receive thoughts based in fear, and you'll receive urges to change the conditions. In those urges to change conditions are new desires and possible new actions or new choices, but those choices and desires and new actions are limited to this perception of the illusion that's happening in your reality. The illusion is that something imperfect is happening because if it was perfect, well, then you would get what you think you want. You would get a movement towards an outcome that you prefer. You would be on a journey towards the manifestation of the outcome that you're attached to. And if that's not happening, you feel fear that is not happening. And the emotion that is associated with that is what you call negative emotion. And the negative emotion can only be felt when you're living in duality. So in duality, which is the opposite of neutrality, in duality, you feel positive and negative emotion or you label one emotion as positive and one emotion as negative. Now, you are a sensitive, emotional, feeling being. You feel things intensely. And you feel things based on the intensity of the limiting belief that is being triggered by whatever's happening in your reality. So if something mild happens, you might feel mild negative emotion. If something strong happens, you'll feel more intense negative emotion. Or if something really good happens, you'll feel intense positive emotion. But this negative and positive emotion in response to what's happening in your reality is an indication that you're living in duality. You're just simply judging things as good and bad, right and wrong. And this judgment is always based in your perception of reality and your perception of how things are unfolding on a journey towards the manifestation of your desires or preferences or outcomes. So imagine you're walking along in the woods, you see a bear and you feel fear. The fear is in response to a perception that the bear could inhibit your outcome. The outcome you're attached to is living life, for instance. And so that fear then is triggered and urges to run away or fight the bear or just freeze are coming to you from a consciousness of fear. Underlying that is a misunderstanding of what's happening in physical reality. In this case, that death is not possible or loss is not possible or all these things that you think are possible. The event is showing you that this is simply what your belief is. And so the event must come. Now you'll say, I'd rather not have that event, but you actually do want that event because you want to come out of this illusion and into the reality of what's actually happening in physical reality. This is very meaningful to you and it's part of your pre-birth intentions. You very much wanted to come to physical reality to sift and sort and mix it up and discover who you are and bump up against all these different things so that you could go on this journey towards understanding how this system works and who you really are. So you brought with you emotional sensitivity at a higher level than at any other previous incarnation. You really wanted to be highly emotionally sensitive so you would know exactly when you're in the illusion or when you're perceiving the truth of this reality. Essentially, that greater emotional sensitivity is necessary to awaken to who you truly are and how the system actually works. And without that heightened emotional sensitivity, you would just not be too bothered by positive or negative emotion. You wouldn't really be motivated to manifest your man-made desires. 
you wouldn't really seek new information or new teachings or new ideas. You would basically live like the masses are living, going about your life, exploring the inauthentic version of you. But all of you, whether you're on this call now or listening at a later date, have intended to reach a point of awakening, a point where you realize there's more going on here in this reality. There's more to you than you previously thought. There has to be another way. There has to be a new approach to life. All of that emotional sensitivity caused you to seek new information, and thus you've acted on enough inspiration to find yourself here. This is the system of physical reality. In the system, every single part of it is perfect. There is no imperfection in the system whatsoever. Anything seen as imperfect is the illusion. If you can rise above that perception of imperfection, oh, my preferences are not being met, my desires are not manifesting, or something happened that I wish wouldn't happen because I see myself as a victim. That's the illusion. If you can see above that illusion, then you can move out of this state of duality into a state of neutrality. The key to moving out of duality is to realize when you are judging something, when you are making something wrong or even making something right. Anytime you perceive something as wrong, you're in a state of duality in that moment. Now, most humans don't realize this. They just think that's what it is. That's a good thing. That's a bad thing. It is what it is. Those of you coming on this journey, those of you in the Ascension experience, those of you who have taken the boot camp, are choosing now how you perceive any event that's happening in your reality. You're choosing to look at it from a higher perspective. You're choosing to see how it could be perfect, how it could be necessary, how it exposes limiting beliefs, and that you want to expose those limiting beliefs because the limiting beliefs are just keeping you in a narrow range of experience. You want to break free of that range to truly discover who you are. And so we want you to know that when you are facing something you think is wrong and you're able to look at it from another perspective to see it as actually right and good, well, then you are moving from new duality towards neutrality or into neutrality. And this is the key of escaping duality. You don't have to be in neutrality every second of every day for that is not possible. You have limiting beliefs. You may have processed them. They have may, may have been reduced in intensity, but they're still with you. They will still be triggered. Those old limiting beliefs exist within the overall framework of your mental construct. That is not necessarily a bad thing. As long as you realize what's happening in the moment, well then, that's all that's necessary. That's simply the intellectual understanding of the difference between neutrality and duality. The key to removing duality is that conscious awareness of what you're doing in the moment. And as long as you're not acting on urges, then you won't go off in detours exploring the inauthentic version of you, for you've done that far too many times or long enough already, and you're ready for a new exploration. We call this the inflection point, and really it's the chrysalis of you becoming a new thing, a new human, a new conscious awareness. You're moving out of the consciousness of fear and into the consciousness of love, which is the consciousness of source. Now, this consciousness is pervasive. Every aspect of your reality is filled with the consciousness of source. And this is why it's always coalescing around you for your greater good. Nothing can happen to you. 
everything happens for you because the consciousness of the entire system of physical reality is always reshaping itself to bring you to new levels of awareness. And if that's a manifestation event, the consciousness or the universe and your inner selves and your guides and supporters and source itself, the entire system is bringing you that manifestation event to point out that limiting belief at that time. This is something you truly want. So when you bring it all together here and realize the consciousness of the entire system of physical reality, the entire universe, every planet, every tree, every animal, every living thing, every non-living thing is based in source, all of it. Source is love. Therefore, every part of this reality is based in love. If you can see that, then you'll go easier on your journey of transformation towards the new you that is evolving out of the fear and into the love. In fear, you're resisting all parts of this consciousness, thinking that there is no consciousness outside of you. In love, you realize it is all you. The entire reality is you. That consciousness of love that you observe in your reality, every aspect, every plant, every, every book, every chair, every physical object, every non-physical object, every possible thing in this reality, the entirety of it is perfect because it is all love and love is perfect. Now you are part of this consciousness. You are this consciousness. It's inseparable from you. You cannot be separated from source. Only your perception separates you from source. Only your limiting beliefs separate you from source. Only those that mental construct separates you from all other people in your life. When you adjust to this, you are going from one state of being in fear to a new state of being in love, and you will gain clarity and understanding as you go through the process. You're all in this process right now. You're on different stages of this process and you're working through it, and it's always unique to you because you have a timeline that started way back then, eons ago, that has come to this point in time, this time of awakening, when you're ready to enter that cocoon to reformat your entire mental construct and to come out free and limitless just as you intended prior to your birth. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I'll go. Um, Joshua, Jessica. just a quick question. Yeah. What is the difference between neutrality and alignment? Alignment is a state of being where in the present moment, you, from your perspective, wherever that perspective is, perceives reality in a way that's similar to, to how your inner self perceives it. It's the mm -hmm. step before neutrality. So you may perceive yourself as a victim and perceive that outside conditions cause you to feel something. If the outside conditions are perceived by you to be negative or wrong in some way, you're not in alignment because you're not perceiving your reality the way your inner self is perceiving it. However, if something good happens, you are more tuned to the perception of that reality as similar to your inner self. You say it's good, your inner self says it's good. Now your inner self says everything's good because your inner self is neutral. Sometimes you agree with your inner self, sometimes you don't. If a manifestation event happens and you perceive it as wrong, you're not agreeing with your inner self. If you perceive that same event as right, you'd be in alignment because you'd be agreeing with your inner self. Now, if you won the lottery and perceive that as a good thing, 
you would be flooded with positive emotion because you see it as a good thing. But you're not neutral. You're seeing it as a good thing. You see? So alignment so, then would be being aligned without judgment. Neutrality would be being in I mean, alignment. That's it. Yeah, without being judgment. in alignment without judgment. Okay. Being in alignment without preference. Being in a state of being without fear, without attachment to outcomes, without anything knocking you out of your emotional state of being. It would also be being able to see negative emotion as actually positive. And maybe when we say the word positive here, we should use the word beneficial. You are neutral. The negative emotion itself is not inherently bad. The feeling of negative emotion, you associate with the feeling of fear because every time you feel fear, you feel negative emotion. So you're so used to avoiding negative emotion or trying to control conditions so that you're not exposed to negative emotion because you feel that negative emotion is unwanted. Only because you don't see the value in the negative emotion. Only because you're so used to trying to control your conditions to get away from negative emotion. Now, you reach a place of neutrality, and emotions will waft through you. They'll be released by your body. They'll come and go. They'll ebb and flow. They'll have no bearing on the conditions. They will just be flowing around. This really only happens in the beginning stages of this, of your journey. And you'll look around and you say, why do I feel anxiety? There's nothing to worry about. Why do I feel sad? There's nothing to worry about. Why do I feel this dark feeling? I can't attach it to anything in my conditions. It's simply being released by the stored emotions that have been trapped in your body over eons. If you can think about that negative emotion, where is it in your body? Where do you feel it? How does it really feel? Is it really bad? Is it necessarily bad? Is it that much different than positive emotion? Can you transmute that negative association to a positive association? Well, we say it's certainly possible because if you really understood the system here and why the manifestation events and the negative emotion pops up to point out limiting beliefs or point out that, you're, that something is happening within your reality that you really, really, really want to understand then you can always see negative emotion and manifestation events as a positive thing, as a good thing, as a beneficial right. thing. There's no need to judge the emotions anymore. Oh, something good happened, and that's the only reason I feel good. Therefore, I have to make good things happen over and over and over again, over and over and again. No, you can get to a place of neutrality and then choose your emotions. Well, most of you have never done this before. Gary has certainly never done this before. You all believe that your emotions are dictated by what's happening in your reality. But essentially, you're always choosing your emotions. And when you get through this chrysalis stage of transformation, you will come to this point where you appreciate the emotions, you'll let them waft through you, you will not be so attached to what they mean, you won't take it any of it personally, and you'll start to redefine what you think is positive and negative emotion, and you'll simply feel that feeling. Oh, I feel envy. Oh, I feel lack. Oh, I feel limitation. Oh, I feel joy. Oh, I feel interest. Oh, I feel passion. That's all it is, is this feeling. 
Now, without the definition, is there really a difference between any of these emotions? All they are is messages. That's mm -hmm. all they are. Messages showing you where you are. Mm -hmm. Guidance. That's all emotions is, is guidance. And so neutrality would be the state where there is no negative emotion. There is no positive emotion. It's just emotion. Mm -hmm. There is no need to control the emotion, but there is the ability to set intentions for connection to source, the source consciousness. This is mm -hmm. reaching that zero choice point. Now that zero choice point will feel really good to you. It will feel really powerful. It will feel incredibly aligned, more aligned than at any other time. Because alignment to you is simply this, this perception that something good's happening. Mm -hmm. But that is only the beginning of alignment. It's only a way to move humanity from complete fear, total fear, to at least little periods of joy. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. a baby's born. That's fantastic. Oh, mm -hmm. I fell in love. That's wonderful. Oh, I have a momentary period of prosperity. Oh, that's fantastic. And then back to suffering and discontentment and all these things. When you get to consciously choosing alignment, because you are not reacting to the outside conditions and you're seeing yourself as the creator, you can then begin to build on that by letting the emotions come and go without judging them, without needing to control anything in your reality. And in that alignment, you're truly connected to source and all the intelligence of this infinite consciousness is available to you in that moment. You can see this play out when somebody is able to keep their poise in an otherwise sticky situation, that's called grace under pressure. And in that grace under pressure, you have choices and information and, and decisions and flows of intelligence available to you to make choices that align with who you are rather than urges to control the conditions. So someone receives urges to control the conditions because they're in fear and they do something that is not going to benefit them other than taking them on this journey to discover more about who they're not. You might call that self-sabotage. You might call that a mistake or doing something that is not benefiting you or anyone else around you. But if you could have that grace under pressure, realizing that there is no need to judge any of this, that this is not wrong, that there's no possible way anything bad could happen to you, that there's information contained in every single event, and if you could stay present to that, now you're staying connected to source consciousness, and you will be flooded with ideas and inspiration that will lead you further on your journey of self-discovery and become an example to everyone else who happens to be watching that. <laughs> That's where your true power lies. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Excellent. Who's next? Hi, Joshua. I have a question. Rashna. Um, This is about intention setting. So I have been doing it for over a year and a half, and they're not coming. They're not manifesting. I don't think I have the, the technique or the secret behind intention setting and I did reach out to one person and they said um, it helps to be in alignment with what you want, with what you're intending. Um, so, but then I often write, you know, whether for our daily spiritual practices, today I intend to feel 
happy or relaxed or at ease. So, and then that, it doesn't happen. Something else happens and I actually feel the opposite um, at some point in the day. So it doesn't make sense to me that I would not be in alignment with my intention to be happy. Why would I not want to be happy? And, and also one example where I think my intention came true is like where my husband asked me for a document that he needed the next day. And he said, please give it to him right away. And I told him, don't worry, by evening time, I will have found it, relax. And, and I let it go, I didn't worry about it. And sure enough, by evening time, it appeared as I was doing things. So was that actually an intention that I set about finding the document in the evening? Oh, 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 what happened? <laughs> so this is a perfect description of intentions. And when we bring up the idea of intentions to people, they will say, I'm gonna use these intentions to control my reality. I'm gonna set my intentions so that I feel good. I'm gonna set my intentions so that I'm happy. I'm gonna set my intentions so that I arrive at time to work. And that's just a form of control. I'm gonna use this stuff to control my reality even better. Everyone who follows these teachings found their way here because they wanted to use these teachings to control their reality even better. But control is based in fear and can only be done from the perspective of oneself as a victim. When you explained the intention to find that document by the evening, that is a perfect example of a true intention. Because you had faith that it would show up. You weren't worried about it. It didn't matter. You knew you would find it. And then it shows up in the most elegant manner, easily and effortlessly. There was no hunting around for it or struggle or effort any part of the way. When you say, I intend to be happy, that is a wonderful intention. But if you're saying, I'm going to look at every single moment I'm not happy to prove I can't do intentions, well, you're missing the point. What if you were to say, I'm going to set the intention to be happy today. And then you noticed as soon as you got up from that intention setting, nothing was happening. Are you happy in that moment where nothing is happening? Well, inherently you are because you could only be taken out of happiness. Your state of being, of well-being, is your natural state. That is the natural state of all life, of all consciousness, well-being, calm, ease. You set the intention to be calm. You're calm now. Okay, I'm calm now. Then something happens to distract you from your neutral state of calm. Something happens to trigger a limiting belief and you're taken out of calm. That's okay, you can get back into calm. But you believe that the intention is this all-powerful wand that you wave to control your reality. And you might even say, I am setting my intention to be calm today. That means nothing can come into my reality that would upset this calmness. And as a deliberate creator, you would never do that because you would never prevent anything from coming to your reality because everything that comes to your reality is for your growth and benefit. So that'd be like saying, I don't want any more growth and benefit, but you inherently by design, by pre-birth intentions, 
want growth and benefit. And so something comes and it takes you out of this calm, calmness, this neutral state, and maybe it's a manifestation event pointing out a limiting belief, and you say, that triggered me, I don't feel calm. Well, would a creator say that or would a victim say that? The victim is the one who perceives that outside conditions have control over how they feel. That's not true. That's the illusion. Anything could happen to a creator. And when a creator is in a neutral state, there's no possibility that anything outside them can make them feel anything, good or bad. They will always know that they're choosing how they feel in response to that event. You can choose to feel upset in any manifestation event. That's a perfectly valid choice, but it's always a choice. The event itself cannot make you feel anything. So you see an event, it triggers fear, you feel negative emotion, and you say, that event caused it. Well, all it did was trigger it. Good, because now you know there's a limiting belief there. And you know the exact intensity of that limiting belief based on the intensity of the negative emotion that you felt. So you get a letter in the mail and they are wanting an unexpected $10,000 from you to pay for this bill that you didn't realize that you had. You feel negative emotion upon receiving this bill and you have to say, well, why did that happen? Oh, it must be something to do with my perception of myself as an abundant being. Something about limiting beliefs about abundance and that money is tight and there's only a finite amount of money and all these things and this should not have happened because this thing made me feel this way. Oh, hold on here. I'm reacting based in fear. That's interesting. Now let's take a look at the thoughts I'm receiving. Oh, I'm agitated. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I'm worried. I have urges to call them up and tell them they're wrong and get a lawyer and Go through this whole process. Okay, I, I'm not doing any of that, but I can feel it. I can I understand those thoughts that are coming through that are resistant. I can understand the urges to change the conditions. This is all based on this limiting belief. So instead of me reacting to the conditions by trying to change, change them and control them, I'm going to now look at my limiting belief. Okay, I've processed that limiting belief. I've used a manifestation event form. I've gone through the whole process. I know how to do this. I've found evidence to prove that I'm abundant, that I'm powerful, that I'm the generator of my reality, and that no, no amount of money can sway me. But I still feel negative emotion. Doesn't this mean that this manifestation event form didn't work? I did it one time and it's not working, or I've done it many times and it's not working. And this is a process, of course. So what should we want you to notice is, when something happens that used to trigger you, does it trigger you more now after you've done the work or less now? Well, if it triggers you less now, it's indication that the practice that you've been engaged in is softening those limiting beliefs. They're still there, they're still gonna be triggered, but you don't have to react now and you don't have to choose to feel bad. Of course, you might automatically feel bad but then you can look at it from the higher perspective and realize that this is a choice and I'm going to choose something different. And as soon as you do, as soon as you get back into this well-being state of calmness, then you're going to get inspiration. Inspiration 
that is going to provide solutions that are divinely inspired that will move you forward, not to solve the problem of that bill, but to move you forward to who you truly are, which is limitlessly abundant and free. When you set intentions, what you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to focus my powers on being happy, being calm, being engaged, having fun, doing all these things. It doesn't mean that manifestation events can't come in anymore. It just means that this is what you're going to be paying attention to. You're going to look for the flowers. You're going to look for the pleasant smells and pleasant foods and pleasant people. This is what you're going to be focused on. And this will be attractive. So it is a higher vibrational standard of being rather than one who just goes out and makes goals and says, I'm going to get this done today and this done today and this done today. They're just going through effort and struggle to get what they think they have to get done in order to manifest an outcome they're attached to. It's just a dissatisfying life of effort and struggle. Setting your intention says, I recognize who I truly am. I am the creator of this reality. I am a divine being of source on a journey of self-discovery as the spiritual entity living in a physical form. Nothing can happen to me. Nothing can be wrong. Nothing's imperfect. Nothing I have to do. I'm going to just act on inspiration the whole day, and I'm going to look for signs of calmness and ease and joy and happiness. Doesn't mean it's going to be there all day long, because in amongst all the joy and happiness and calmness will have to come manifestation events to point out limiting beliefs that are preventing you from acting on inspiration that's going to move you further along in your journey of awakening. You see? You want the manifestation events to come. If it makes you uncalm or distressed for that little amount of time, that's okay, that's okay. That's just an automatic reaction. But you can think about it now. You can process the limiting belief you from the higher perspective. And you say, this event was for me. Therefore, I'm happy I received it. I'm happy I received it. Oh, yeah, I felt a little negative emotion. But in the end, I'm happy that I got this notification that I have a limiting belief that, that I'm out of alignment in this time period. I'm happy for the emotion. It's not wrong or bad. It doesn't make me unhappy. It actually makes me happy. This is a sign of good, of growth, of expansion, and that's what I intended. Therefore, it's a good thing, and I'm happy. So we would say what you're doing is just defining happiness as this blissful state where nothing happens. Well, that's basically what happens to the non-physical. You want to come here and sift and sort and grow and progress and expand. So all these things that are coming to you that are taking you out of alignment or out of calmness or out of happiness are there for your benefit, but you're just not perceiving it in the truth of the matter. You're perceiving the illusion, and that's why you're feeling the negative emotion. So it's always, always, always a choice. I intend to be happy. Something happens. I'm choosing not to be happy based on this thing that's happening but I have the choice. I have the free will. It's fine. It's fine. It doesn't inherently mean I'm not happy or not calm or not being happy. It just means in that moment, I'm not perceiving the truth of that reality. And thank goodness for the emotions that come up to let me know where I am. 
So everything is working out perfectly for you. It's just your mental construct is shaped in such a way where you believe from the victim's point of view that certain things should be the way they are or be, be what you imagine they should be in order to make you happy. The victim believes that conditions should be created that make them happy. The creator believes that inherently the system is perfect and so there's no reason to ever be unhappy because happiness or well-being is the natural state of the creator, the natural state of all existence. The flowers are at ease and receiving well-being doesn't matter if it's raining or not. Doesn't matter who's walking by. Doesn't matter if the wind's blowing or not. They are at ease and well and well-being because they are receiving energy directly from source and they're experiencing it without judgment. Well, of course, the flower has a lower level of conscious awareness than the human. The human is more aware. So there has a higher perceptive ability on the leading edge of perceptive ability, on the leading edge of awareness. This is a higher level of expansion because you'll have to come to terms with your perception of reality in order to maintain that state of well-being. You'll have to alter your mental construct and change your way of thinking, your entire perception of yourself within your reality to see that nothing bad is happening, that you're the creator of the whole thing, that everything is a journey of self-discovery, that you're moving along your journey of self-discovery perfectly, that you've always moved on that journey of self-discovery discovery perfectly, that everything that's ever happened in the past has helped you on that journey. Every trauma, every disappointment, every argument, every event that's come up, all of it, good, bad, in between, everything has helped you on that journey of self-discovery. All the choices you made, all the decisions, everything up until this point in time, it's all happened to get you here and you wouldn't want to be any other place because you're on the leading edge of the leading edge of thought and this is where you intended to be. This is why you're here. Going forward, every single thing that happens to you in the future is going to be helping you along, coalescing to move you along on this journey of self-discovery. At some point, you will move through this transitional period and awaken to the truth of this reality. You will awaken to who you truly are. All of you will. It's just a matter of time. Just a matter of, of your willingness to go with the flow of this process. Now, this process, we'll say, is two things. It's difficult from the perspective of the victim. But from the perspective of your inner self, from the highest perspective, knowing how this entire process works, this is the moment of incredible, wonderful change and expansion. So imagine you've been living a thousand lifetimes. You've expanded, 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 suffering, 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 becoming more free, more abundant with each lifetime, but not perceiving the benefits of the fruition of prior lifetimes. So you were in this life, you have more abundance than any other lifetime. In this life, you have more freedom than any other lifetime. In this lifetime, you have more intelligence and more emotional sensitivity than any other lifetime. Yet you don't realize that the previous lives 
were ones of birthing desires that set up this lifetime. And you say, well, I'm not that free. I went to Hawaii for several months, and that's fine, but I couldn't go over here, and I couldn't go over here, and I couldn't do that, and I couldn't fly, and I couldn't do these things. I couldn't dive off cliffs. We want you to understand that all of you are living in the manifestation of previous lifetimes. All those desires of previous lifetimes had led to this lifetime. Why this lifetime? So that you'd have the greatest opportunity to actually awaken to the power that you truly are, the truth of who you are. But from that limited perspective, it's a difficult time because you have to shed all these limiting beliefs and you have to see yourself in a new way. And you have no other examples of it because you all have chosen to come forth to become those examples. From the higher perspective, this is the most amazing, wonderful thing you could ever imagine. You step forward to be these examples. From the limited perspective, it's the scariest thing you can imagine. That is the truth of your awakening, and that's why you're here. Set the intention to see the truth in all things. When you set that intention, you will find it much easier to see the higher perspective in any event. Okay, thank you. Excellent. Who's next? I have a question, Joshua. Yes, Karen. Might be one of those, might be one of those silly questions, but do we really have a twin flame? Does everyone really have a twin flame? And Imagine that it? you're looking at a bonfire, and you see the flames. Is that one flame, or is that infinite flames? We would say that you would set your intentions to come into this life to meet and hook up with and link up with certain people for certain situations, for certain growth experiences. In your estimation or consideration of what a twin flame is, you're saying a soulmate. And we're saying that every single person you know is part of your soul family. In a romantic situation, you may have intended to meet up with your first boyfriend or girlfriend in high school to come together for a period of time of growth and expansion. And then you went your separate ways and you dated this person and that person, and that person. And then you got, you, you were somehow coincidentally matched with this person out of the blue and you ended up getting married and having children. And then that relationship ended and you say, well, how come if I met my flame or my soulmate and we had this family, how did it end? Well, that was the intention. The intention was to come together, have these children, and go your separate ways. But your society says, no, 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 you must come together and stay together forever. That is an illusion based in fear. Then you get out of that relationship, you say, well, okay, there's got to be my soulmate out there. There's got to be my soulmate. And we say there's infinite soulmates infinite possibilities. It all depends on the vibration that you're emitting at the time. What do you need from the relationship? Do you need to be loved by another person because you lack the feeling of love? Sure, you can find that person, but they will provide to you more experiences of lack of love. Are you looking for someone who you can 
express unconditional love to and not require anything back from them. Well, there is a group there who said, if you raise your vibration to this level, we will come into your life and you will have the opportunity to express your love unconditionally and you will see the reflection of that unconditional love reflected back to you. And this will be the most interesting relationship in all of your combined previous lifetimes. If you can reach that vibration. But what people do is they look for solutions to the negative feelings that they're feeling. I don't feel worthy. I need someone to make me feel worthy. I don't feel lovable. I need someone to prove that I'm lovable. I don't feel capable. I don't feel good. I don't feel successful. I need someone else to prove to me that I'm all these things. And guess what happens? They attract someone who is a perfect mirror to how they're feeling. They find this twin flame who is perfect for them based on the vibration they're offering at that moment. If it's a lower vibration, they're going to find someone who reflects back all the misperceptions of themselves, all the lack and limitation that they perceive themselves to be. So there are many, many, many flames. All of your friends are twin flames. All of your family are twin flames. All of your coworkers are twin flames. All of the people you know are there coming together when you reach a certain vibration. And if you want to lower your vibration, there'll be a whole bunch of new people who show up to show you your lower vibration. But if you raise your vibration by seeing yourself as the creator of your reality, as not needing anything from your outside conditions to make you feel anything, if you raise your vibration to that level, pure clarity and confidence and faith in the system and the knowingness of who you are with the intention only to express unconditional love and acceptance to all that exists within your reality, then you will be flooded with new people who resonate with you, your twin flames at that level. Any level in between, you can choose. And there will be many, many people who will link up with you because this is where they are at the same time. When you return to the non-physical, you'll say, oh, I had no idea that was you. That's an incredible role you played. You played your role perfectly. If only I had known that was you, I could have totally loved you unconditionally, just like I do now in the non-physical. So no one is a stranger to you. No one is a stranger. If you know them, if you know them at all, if they're just an acquaintance, if you've just met them today, they are part of your soul family. And when you return to the non-physical, you will know them. You will not believe that you couldn't see who they were. So we ask all of you, to all the people in your life, look at them a little deeper, look at them a little closer, and know that you're eternally linked to all of them, meaning that you, you absolutely know everything about them. They're completely transparent in the non-physical, and you love them for that. You love them unconditionally because all you're doing in the non-physical is flowing source through you to them, and they're doing the same thing back to you. There is no fear. It's pure, pure, unconditional love and acceptance. Well, in the non-physical, there's no conditions. There's nothing to take you out of the conditions. But imagine practicing unconditional love when conditions are happening all around you. When there is a sea of conditions happening, things are going this way, things are going that way, everything's changing, 
Nothing's changing. All these things are happening. This person's moving away. This person's dying. This person's having a baby. All these conditions. The reason you can't love them unconditionally is because something is triggering limiting beliefs. Process those limiting beliefs over time. It'll be easier and easier and easier. See them from the higher perspective as your twin flame. It'll be easier and easier and easier. Realize they have nothing to offer you. They're simply a reflection. They, have, they need not give you anything. You depend on them for nothing. You are the creator of this reality. All you are here to do is express your love, enhance those connections, and draw them closer and closer and closer. And if they can't handle it, that's okay too. If they can't be in your presence while you're loving them unconditionally because they feel unworthy of that and they leave, that's okay too because at least they have the experience of what it's like to be loved unconditionally. You will notice that those people in your life that you love unconditionally, they will raise their vibration. They will come along with you. But some won't. Some will have to drift off. That's okay. They'll go on their journey. But as you raise your vibration, most of them will come with you and then you'll attract a whole new cadre of twin flames. Thank you. I, I, I totally understand it now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Excellent. You. Who's next? I have a question. Yes, give them. Um, so in one of the emails this week, it said, those who avoid conflict do so to avoid negative emotion, and this keeps them from receiving all that they desire. And so I just started thinking about it, and I just would like to explore the idea of conflict in relation to this idea of neutrality. And to me, like when you're in your creatorship kind of that way, you would not go into conflict because you would notice it as an urge to change the condition. So to me, it's a little bit confusing. <laughs> so Excellent. Yeah. Conflict can only be perceived from the victim who perceives that outside conditions can make them feel anything. If you're neutral, it would be impossible to be in conflict. Oh, this could be in conflict with you, but you could not be in conflict with them. So let's imagine that you are inspired to start a business. You start your business, you get things going, and then you get a customer who doesn't want to pay, who owes you money. The one who perceives conflict from the victim's perspective says, oh, I don't want to call them on the phone and ask for the money. I don't want to email them. I don't want to get into this whole argument. They're going to bring up something they, that I did wrong or they thought I did wrong or why it doesn't work for them or whatever it is. I don't want to even hear that. They're avoiding negative emotion in the guise of this idea of conflict. From a neutral stance, the exact same situation occurs. You are the creator of your reality. You are not attached to any outcomes. You're fully abundant and free. You're not worried about the money. And you receive the inspiration. What's the inspiration? Send them an, an invoice. What's the inspiration? Give them a call. And you just take that action because you're not in fear of conflict. You're not in conflict. You don't care if they pay or not. It doesn't matter. All you did was receive the inspiration, so you're just going to act on that inspiration. You're an abundant, free being. Is collecting from them the source of your abundance? Maybe that's part of it, but you don't know, you don't care. It could come from anywhere. All you know is you received the inspiration. 
Now, you didn't receive the urge to change the condition. You weren't angry with them. You didn't say they're wrong for not paying me. You didn't care at all. You simply received the inspiration to send a note and say, hey, you might have forgotten about this bill that we had out here. Uh, would you mind paying it? That's the inspiration from the zero choice point. In this point, you're now bouncing up against what could happen, what conflict might ensue if I take this action. So you will know whether you're in neutrality as the creator or in victimhood, perceiving that negative emotion could come along if you acted on the inspiration. In neutrality, you just do it. You just do it. You don't care what's going to happen. You just take that inspiration, let it go where it goes. You just know that it will always be for your highest good. In duality, you look down the possible road that this inspiration could take you. And you say, oh, I, she might say that she's going to give me a negative review because I'm harassing her. And I just sent her a bill last month. And she's like, why are you, I told you I'd pay it. How come you keep harassing me? And so you're afraid of the negative emotion you may encounter in this thing you're making up in your head. But if you receive the inspiration, what's going to happen is she goes, oh, I completely forgot about this. Let me send off the check today. That's exactly what's going to happen because you could not get the inspiration either, either ways. But of course, maybe the inspiration is going to lead you into a conflict. You perceive it as a conflict. What does that mean? It means you have a limiting belief there. It means that this is a manifestation event now. So the inspiration led you into a manifestation event that allows you to process a limiting belief that you didn't even know you had. This paves the way for more inspiration at higher and higher and higher levels and an easier time of being in alignment and, re and reaching that neutral state. So every single thing that you receive in inspiration, not in urges to change the conditions, but in true inspiration, every idea is for your benefit and growth. Every idea is for your journey of self-discovery. So there is no conflict because nothing bad can happen to one who creates their own reality. Only experiences for growth and expansion. In those experiences of growth and expansion, it's up to you to choose to see it as positive and good and right and perfect. That would be expansion in joy. I face this manifestation event, which I think is a bad thing at first, but now I see it's pointing out a limiting belief, but now I see that I needed to have this experience to grow and expand so I can maybe do things differently the next time or find that limiting belief so that when I receive inspiration, I can get to this higher level of clarity and I can really see how I'm shaping my entire reality. As a victim though, you say, oh, this could lead to conflict. I'm not acting. That non-action is self-imposed limitation. It's yourself chaining yourself to a wall. You have the key to the shackles, but you're the one not using the key because you don't want to face negative emotion. So people stay in their comfort zone. They tend to allow their limiting beliefs to grow stronger and stronger. They withdraw, they disconnect in order to protect themselves from negative emotion. They lose their hearing so they don't have to hear other people say things that might cause negative emotion. You see? They lose their vision because they not, might 
not want to see things that might cause negative emotion. They withdraw their senses. They withdraw their going out of comfort zone. They don't go out of the comfort zone because that will definitely expose them to negative emotion. They disconnect, disconnect, disconnect as they get older. You are all going on the opposite journey of that. You're actively processing your limiting beliefs. You're actively looking at things from the higher perspective. You're actively moving outside of your comfort zone to act on inspiration. You're doing more. You're, sit, you're seeing more people. You're experiencing more. You're choosing higher level choices and decisions. You're not considering that you'll be affected by the negative emotion as intensely as you once did, even though you're highly emotionally sensitive. You're breaking free of your self-imposed bondage to do what you intended to do. And in that, you're becoming an example to everyone else who's witnessing this. So there can't be a disagreement. There can't be an argument. There can't be conflict. There can't be animosity from your part. They can have that. That's okay. They can have all those things. They can say what they want to say. But if you're the creator of your reality, they could say anything. They could leave any review. It wouldn't matter to you at all. You would just see it as feedback. Am I being triggered by this thing my client said? No. I understand that she's just in fear right now and she's not getting what she is attached to. And she's perceiving that it's not working out and she has this ideal in her head that's not accurate. I've worked with her to help shape that ideal to make it more realistic, more in line with the proper expectations. But she's off in fear and she thinks this is the solution to her problem. And because she's not getting what she wants, her attachment to outcome isn't coming true. She has to act on urges to change the conditions and so she wants to be in conflict with me. I can see that. That makes perfect sense. Her limiting beliefs are being triggered. She's not getting what she wants. Sure. She's dipping down into the consciousness of fear and she's bringing up urges to change the conditions. And I happen to be that, that condition she wants to control. But I'm not going to let it happen. Doesn't matter. I see it clearly now. I know exactly what she's doing. So I'm going to stay present and poised in this moment where she might be yelling and saying things I'm going to be poised in this moment. It doesn't affect me. I'm not reacting to this. I'm going to be poised and neutral in this moment, and I'll receive the exact right things to say. I will comfort her and soothe her and help bridge this period of inner conflict that she's having, where she's out of alignment and where she's in the consciousness of fear. I will smooth out this journey for her, staying calm, relaxed, at ease, confident, poised, and bring her back to a state of alignment. And I know in that state of alignment, she's the most wonderful person in the world. And she will get everything she wants if I can help her move out of fear of consciousness and back into the consciousness of love. I don't have to be in conflict. I'm here to serve her. And I don't need anything from her. I don't need her opinions of me to be good. I don't need reviews to be good. I don't need her to say good things to her friends about me. I don't need any of that. All I'm doing is serving her. Why? Because she showed up in my reality to be served. 
somehow, some way, she found me for a reason. And I have attracted her. She's a mirror to me at some point, but I can look at that mirror more clearly now and see exactly what's happening because I have this information that few other humans have. And so now I see it differently. I see who she is differently. We're eternally connected. She came into this reality. She had a little vibration of me in her and I had her in me and this is why we came together. We attracted each other so that we could support and serve each other. Luckily for me, I see things from the higher perspective. I know how the system works. I know who I am. And I also know who she is. And so there can be no conflict from me. And guess what happens? Once one side drops conflict, there is no conflict because it has to be a two-way street. So she can say whatever she wants. And it's just like a rubber ball bouncing off a wall. It cannot affect the wall. And she can play with that rubber ball, bouncing back and forth, back and forth all the time, saying whatever she wants to say, being as honorary. And if you just send her love, unconditional love, which is coming from source through you, this is the most powerful thing, most powerful healing thing in the world. This will alter her mental construct in such a way because all her life she's been in conflict and conflict, fighting against, fighting against, bouncing negative energy up against people who responded in kind and reflected back to her negativity, anger, resentment, all these things. You flow love unconditionally to her and something happens. Something changes in her DNA. You unlock something in her. And for the first time, she has an, ex an experience of alignment in someone else. And she'll go home and she'll say, sleep at night, and she'll be in bed at night, and she'll say, Kimberly is such a loving being. I've never been in the presence of someone like that. And that will enhance that relationship. Now, don't do it to control the relationship. Don't do it to change her. Don't do it to get paid. Do it because that's who you are. That's who you are, not just with her, not just with all your clients, but with every single human being in your reality. And you can do that with everyone. If you can do that with everyone, you've eliminated conflict from your entire perception of reality. It no longer exists whatsoever. It can't exist unless you involve yourself in it. You've all come to enhance your love, enhance your connection, strengthen those connections, elevate those connections, see yourself as the creator of those connections with every other person knowing you're eternally linked to all of them. And when you return to the non-physical, you see them for who they are. See if you can decipher who they are now as equal beings of love on their journey of self-discovery who have been attracted into your reality because you have a piece of them in you and they have a piece of you in them. This is why they've come. You've reached a certain vibrational frequency. It's attracted these people. It may seem weird. It may seem like, why are these people coming in? I don't have anything in common with that person. I don't know why this person is here. You see through that because in the non-physical, you are eternally, absolutely, unconditionally connected to them. You will see it. You know them. You can't not know anyone your reality. It only seems as if they're strangers 
or newcomers or acquaintances or enemies or friends or lovers or children or parents or whatever it is. That is the illusion. See past that illusion. It's easy to enhance your reality. It's easy to stay connected. It's easy to stay in alignment. See it all as a brilliant and divine game of moving from fear to love. When you can see that, that's the example you've become. And with that, we are complete. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> thank you, Gary. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. There's a lot of great stuff in there. The bit about the emotions at the beginning, it's really important to understand that emotional sensitivity is a superpower and you really want to cultivate that. And as you get going in your spiritual journey, you'll find that as things begin easier, as you start to process your limiting beliefs, you'll become even more emotionally sensitive. You'll really notice manifestation events. And this is what you wanted to notice. You wanted to know when you're in the illusion or when you're in the truth of this reality, that will set you on your path towards awakening and your spiritual journey will grow even faster and more uh, exponential. So uh, check that out. There's the manifestation event form in the seven day course on the website, theteachingsofjoshua.com. That's a great place to get started. Has the daily spiritual practice and the meditations and stuff like that. And after you take that, you'll know if you're ready for the Ascension experience uh, to become a deliberate creator. If you have any questions for me, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. And please don't forget to sit, leave a review and comment and subscribe and all that great stuff. Thanks again for being here and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Joshua Live. If you have a question you would like Joshua to answer on the show, send us a message on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash teachings of Joshua. As always, remember that you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next time.